Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, welcome into Running It Straight here on SENZ. And for the first time, uh, almost the, through the entire season, we don't have a uh, Warriors game to to preview, apart from the buy rounds. We didn't have any game to preview there. But we uh, we are officially done for the Warriors in 2023, uh, losing to Brisbane in that preliminary final over in Suncorp. We'll talk a lot about that very, very shortly, Kempi and I. Uh, and then we'll also have a look at the Dally M's tonight. We're going to give out our own uh, end-of-season awards to the Warriors, just cast our eye back over the 2023 season and uh, some highlights and where the team will, uh, will head maybe in 2024. And then out towards the back of the hour, we will talk about the grand final this weekend between Brisbane and Penrith. As always, you can uh, text on double eight double three. You can drop a comment on our YouTube channel. I see there's already one there that says up the pars, Kempi. So we, we're on the up, up the, the pars. Up, are you up the bras, are you? Up the bras. No, uh, I'm up the wires, mate. Oh, yeah. Up the bras or up the pars. We're up something. Uh, and we'll have a grand final <laughs> preview very, very shortly. But uh, to kick off the show, I thought it was prudent of us, uh, um, Kempi, given that uh, we spent a couple of days in Brisbane, to maybe share a few tales oh, okay. uh, from from yeah, we've from over in, long from and over hard in about Brisbane, that, hitting yeah. me with this one straight off the road. Yeah, get a little right, background music for you. You start. Um, there you go. Bring us the first one. Don't don't worry, because I'll probably have about ten more. I know you got your phone out. You're scrolling up and down, so you've written it all out as well. You got an essay. Um, well, look, it started. Uh, it started in Auckland on uh, on Friday, where we got it. We had a six a.m. flight um, over to over to um, and you showed up Sydney. at one thirty. Uh, I showed up on time, Kimpy, and there was no Uber. And I'm going to put that on you. You, you poor, the poor guy who ended up picking us up got a, got a copped an earful from Kimpy for the for the pre-ordered Uber that didn't show up. Uh, but we got to the airport and. Um, it took a long time to get through customs. It took a heck of a long time to get through customs. The lines were very long. And when we did finally get to the front of the queue, uh, I was pulled aside. The old bag went up on the carousel, moved to the side. Got you ushered, just got one of those faces. Got ushered, yeah, the blue gloves came on. I thought, jeepers, where are those going? And uh, <laughs> they opened up my bag, and I was thinking, I, I read all the – because you know, okay, you're going to tell everyone about how nervous of a traveller I am. So I obviously read all the rules and everything, Kempi. I packed everything, thought I'd ticked all the boxes. You are a conscientious traveller. Um, but they pulled out um, my two. Toothpaste, and they were like, "Yeah, look, this is uh, 110 mils, and it's got to be 100." And I was like, "Well, mate, I'm going to walk 20 meters forward and buy a block of toothpaste from the from the duty free. So what's the difference?" <laughs> and he said, "No, nah, it's 110, even though there was hardly any toothpaste. So I like, can't let you have that." Took away my moisturizer as well, which yeah. is a very expensive moisturizer. I know tempi. you let me know that all um, the way to Brisbane. I did, yeah. So that was the fir- that was the intro to the travel over to, to Sydney, and then we arrived in Sydney, a big nine hour layover. So we went and grabbed some food Ten, because the plane was delayed. That's to right, Brisbane. the plane was delayed. Um, and we went to a beautiful um, The Grounds Cafe, which is a beautiful little cafe yeah, there. Yeah, showed you a little bit of Sydney. If you ever, if you ever go out. to Sydney and you're stuck in an airport, head to The, the Grounds. Grounds. Yeah, we, it was The Grounds Alexand- Alexandria. 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 Um, and we got kicked out after an hour. We wanted to park up there for the whole <laughs> afternoon. They said, no, you got to go after an hour. So we went across the road, got ourselves a pokey. We had a lot of food. We had a lot of food. And then uh, we just parked up in the airport, got to Brisbane. And in the, in the Uber... And we arrived in Brisbane, and in the Uber ride from from the airport to the hotel, we nearly came to blows because <laughs> we were that tired, and we were just over it at that Can point. Go, and I'll pick up this one. So okay, we're sitting there, and we're driving to to the hotel in Brisbane, 
And it's all about like how far is Brisbane? Where are we going? Like, you know, what are we doing tomorrow? And it was, was that type of conversation. And all of a sudden, my good mate, Sammy Hewitt, had had enough. <laughs> he absolutely had enough. So, you know, when, you, when you're traveling with your kids oh. and they're in the back car, you just like, go to sleep, lie down and go to sleep. Well, he ended up saying to him, end of conversation. That's it. You need to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I, I can't stress, I can't tell you what we talked about, but it nearly did come to blows. And it ended up with us just both laughing because we were just like, we're just so tired. We just need to get out of here. So we got we got to our hotel. Now, this is funny, Kimby, because you, we were in different hotels and your one, when I Googled both of, both of them, your one did look a lot more plush than mine. Little did we know, you had the whole bloody upper floor. You had the you had the apartment suite with the with the hot tub. I didn't make the I didn't make the most of it either. So I only had it for that one it, night. Yeah, but well, you t- you tell us about what you woke up to on uh, on Saturday morning. Yeah, so I got, so I got there and um, anyway we got Grain Corp, who's a fantastic sponsor of the, of SCNZ, and they come over. So they helped us to get uh, get to Brisbane, and I want to thank Ange and Grain Corp for doing that for us and. I sort of knew, I sort of knew what Saturday was going to entail, and I didn't want you to get stuck in it because I know how <laughs> conscientious you are. Is the word I'm going to use. So I took it upon myself on the way on the uh, trip back in the Uber to uh, text Ange and, and her crew and say, "Hey, do you guys want to catch up and we have a chat and let you know what's going on for the the weekend?" And so we were so. If we're coming to blows in the in the Uber to get to the accommodation because we're so tired, well, I didn't even go to bed. I ended up going out till two o'clock in the morning mm. and um, just to, to talk and had a couple of glasses of wine with uh, the the group and do the sponsors thing. So when I wake up in the morning, I can't even remember getting back to the bedroom. Like I was that tired. I had a shower. <laughs> when I wake up in the morning, there's a trail of my clothes to the shower and the towels to the bed <laughs> <laughs> and in the bed I woke up in the morning because Sammy Hewitt's on the blur at 7.30 yeah well you said ring any time you said you'd I did. be up and so I, what did I do I didn't mind did I I just yeah. got out of well, bed well you hung I'm, up first yeah. and then you and called then me I, back and then I went straight straight to the so-called stadium so yeah the first no, day no 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 hold on hold on you got you not got woken up, but you were you came out of the the shower in the morning with your towel wrapped around you, and the the guy was knocking at the door for for cleaning, and you said, "Yeah, come on in." And he came in and he said to you, "Mate, what are you doing? What you, are you doing? You, you're supposed to be out of here." And you yeah, were like, that. and and you were already you know you were already on edge with the with the extra travel, and and we didn't find out our accommodation until very very late <laughs> in the piece. So he's telling you you got to get out of there, and I, I would be surprised if you weren't about to throw blows at him, Kempi. Um, but I, did, I didn't tell you what I said to him. Yeah, but. I just, when he left the room, <laughs> I went and phoned up reception and I said, hi, I've got a booking here. I'm meant to be leaving tomorrow. And they said, well, we're actually really full and that's why you're in this. And the room I was in was the penthouse. You had the it was, you had the it was top bo- floor. It was booked out. So I got given this room because there was no other rooms. Yeah. And um, they said, we've actually got you in your normal room, which was a box. <laughs> <laughs> so all the gloating that you did the day before to me about, how, the thing come was, back to my room, mate. I've got, I got everything. i got the, I got the and spa. I was, I got, and I was, saying to, I was saying to Sammy, like, get up here, mate. Like, the room's perfect. Bring your gear over. Have a shower. There's a bath. and You know, just relax. Got TVs everywhere. Blah, blah, blah. And then you phone, oh, I'm going to come over. 
Oh, yeah, no, mate, I'm in a box. <laughs> yeah, don't, <laughs> don't pick me up. Just rethink that. So anyway, yeah, so uh, we did, we got it sorted. And look, Saturday was uh, was a fantastic day. We went we went to Suncorp first thing, um, and uh, you know did a, did some video stuff out there. You you caught up with a uh, with a TV crew, Channel Nine, uh, which was a lot of fun. And yeah, first experience for me uh, outside of Suncorp and in and around um, Brisbane area. Went went down, took a walk down the Caxton as well. Um, it's a fantastic city, Brisbane. By the way, it's it's one so of my new so close faves. to Melbourne these days. Yeah. Like you know. I I lived there when I played for the Crushers back in, what was that, 1998, I think, uh, 95, 96 it was, because John Kern was playing for the Warriors then. Um, and it was nothing like what it is today, mm. Sammy. Like, And I've been back there a couple of times, obviously, but being down on South Bank and just seeing the way that they've developed that city, it's a wonderful city. I said to a mate today when he said, how was it? I said, mate, it's really close to looking like Melbourne. Yeah. You know, it's, it is really cool that 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 Beautiful. waterway, that, South that, Bank, yeah, all that, that walk. walkway. Yeah, um, yeah, and this, of course, the stadium, which is odd. You know, the whole thing, like for Sammy Hewitt to experience that trip to Brisbane and Suncorp Stadium, and I know it was a highlight for you, Sammy. Was getting for me the highlight of the whole trip was when we first walked into the stadium, when we were setting up, mm. and when you walked up. You put your box down and then you look back out the window and you started to realise, man, this place is going to be full mm. because it is like, it's aspirational, isn't it? Yeah. Like, if we're in Auckland, that's, I always sit here and I think, man, that's what we need. Yeah, 100%. You know, 52,000 yep. people, totally. seated stadium mm-hmm. on the waterfront, mm-hmm. and you can imagine people like, first time experience going, Oh, how fantastic. Oh, it's, and it is. like I, That's probably my, I guess, naivety of not being to a lot of stadiums outside of New Zealand. But yeah, that Suncorp just blew me away, Kempi. And like, we were right up the top in our commentary box and it felt like we were 20 metres away from the field. You know, we we are at the top row and it felt like we were still on top of the players. And that's what it felt like when the when the crowds got in. Everyone's just close. It's tightly packed. It's like a it's like a Premier League stadium. And because of that, uh, the shape of it, it, everything sort of reverberates. So even though the, what, there, wasn't, there wasn't, you know, a... a heap of Warriors fans like there wasn't 50,000 but you could hear the chants because it just reverberated well the, we, the, the we tried to open the was, window up didn't we yeah. we tried to open the window up in commentary and we're talking to uh, Robbie back here in the in the box in the production box to say mate what's it like he said close the window it's too loud mm. like how often does that happen? No, and it was and it was an incredible. It, it's so efficient too. Those those stadiums around Aussie, you know, the, the public transport comes in and out really easily. Uh, people just are able to clear out. I, I noticed in the concourse there were no lines for food and drink. Um, it was all very very well done. And then of course we we went to the Caxton on the way through, um, and that was awesome. There was a there was a pub taken over by Warriors fans. Um, plenty of Brisbane fans out. You, you did got, you got a mini Origin experience. That's yeah, what but you, but you did mention that you know you go down there in Origin. It, it's, it's it's ten crazy. times as crazy. But but yeah. it still was an awesome experience going down there. And I said to Kempi, I said, mate, well, let, let's get some food, you know, before we get to the stadium. We won't get hungry. You know, we're on here till 11 o'clock. You know, there's, a, there's kebabs here. There's pizza. And you said, no, 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 let's go to this place across the road. Everyone's wearing suits and ties <laughs> and everything. We're dressed in, you know, LEC and Z clothes. I was, just, I was just telling the boys a story out there. Now, to, to give you some context here, like we haven't eaten all day. We've had a breakfast and then we've Couple worked all day. Couple of smoothies and we've worked all day and we're – doing socials and, and videoing and, and going to pubs and meeting the fans and all this sort of stuff. So we get to, we got to be at the ground at 6.30 and it's like quarter to six. And Sammy goes, let's get something to eat. There's a kebab joint right there. And I'm going, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I am not oh, having a kebab. kebab. What's wrong with a kebab? And we go walk into the restaurant and the lady says, have you got a booking? We said, no, we haven't. And they go, well, you can't come in here because it's booked out, obviously, because it's sold out. Yeah. But you can maybe try across the road. I actually thought it was a pub. 
So we walked to the door of the pub across the road, but it wasn't. It was a fine Mate, dining restaurant. it was restaurant. fine dining of the <laughs> highest degree. Like the guy met us with a towel wrapped around his forearm. And, you know, he was the owner. Can I take your order, sir? And he you saw know? us walking across and he probably recognised Sammy Hewitt and he says, you know, <laughs> and, and he goes, got a booking? And we went, no. And he goes, right. And we went up and he sorted the seat out and all that sort of stuff and gave us a table for two. And Sammy's sitting here and going, what are you having? And I went, well, I'm having a steak. I'm hungry. You know, he's going, looking at the prices Mate, on the menu and going. The steak was $75, <laughs> Kempi. Kempi picked the most expensive establishment in Brisbane. $75 steaks, a couple of, couple of drinks and some chips. By the time we left, Kempi, we'd spent over 200 bucks, And we were only in there for about 20 minutes because we were in were a you, rush. Were you hungry? Oh, mate, it was one of the best steaks I've ever had. I'm very, <laughs> gra- I'm very grateful. But and we- I think it's a, a small price to pay for the amount of effort that you put in. But oh, not only that, it was the only place that wasn't selling kebabs. Yeah, I know. You were just very anti-kebab. But the steak was very nice and the chips were nice too. But then, uh, yeah, look, and then well, we won't talk about um, Sunday and the travel back because that was equally another long day uh, cramped up on that small plane with a three-year-old behind us that wouldn't and shut up. And I got up. to sit next to the Joker. Yeah, you got to sit next to the Joker, which was good that was for fun- you. That, well, that's a funny story in itself. So walking down and... Sammy's at that I need to sleep stage again when we're at Brisbane Airport and I'm talking to the Grain Corp guys again and, you know, doing the the, the right thing and by just, you know, being conversation a conversationalist and, and enjoying myself because of way in Brisbane and I decided to Sammy's gone, but I decided to walk back to the plane and next minute this guy just walks up and says, Hey can't be like this and we're talking. I don't know if I've told you this one, Sammy. No, you didn't. We're talking, we get on the plane and I'm looking at him, he's going, What do you think of the game? And I'm yeah, it was you know, un- unlucky, you know, just weren't up to it uh, last night, blah, 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 blah. And um he goes, Kempi, it's me. And I'm like, Who? <laughs> well he's got no makeup on. Yeah, no. And he just goes, The Joker. The Joker. And I'm de- as soon as he said that I saw him with the makeup on. Yeah, no, 100%. And I was like, oh, yeah, man, here you go, like that. And anyway, get on the plane, and I beat him on the plane, and you wouldn't give up the middle. You wouldn't give up nah, the, the window that. seat. I needed the window seat. Like, it helps me If, you, it helps if me you're fly. a big guy, you don't sit in the middle. No, I get that, but, right? I, but it so helps Sammy, me fly. at that stage, had had enough. He wanted to get home. <laughs> he got given the window seat. He wouldn't give it to me. He should have sat in the middle, because guess who I was sitting next to? There's a joker who's the same yeah, size Yeah, I know. That was, that was a stitch up. You're two and of the biggest were, guys on the plane. Me and, me and him were like shoulder to shoulder. Trying to oh, watching you guys eat was hilarious. Oh, like you literally like it was, your it arms was like t- Tyrannosaurus like Rex eating. Was <laughs> <laughs> that's a great analogy. And uh, watching TV, well, you had this kid behind us. He wouldn't shut up for the whole trip. Anyway, we ended up getting home at one a.m. Um, well, got back to the airport at one a.m. Basically, got home at two. I got to tell that story. <laughs> so we get out. Oh. So we get out of the airport. Sammy goes, "I'm out," and I'm at the Uber. And we all know we're international Ubers. If you're flying international, we all know. So I've ordered the Uber, it's six minutes away. And I've waited five minutes. So I've said, well, where are you? He goes, aren't you by the containers? And I'm like, <laughs> mate, no, no. I'm up here by the Pullman right outside the Novotel. And he's actually walked to domestic to go to the Uber. Yeah. <laughs> and I've said, okay, he goes, mate, I've moved the Uber. And I said, no, no, Uber's always been here. He goes, well, it wasn't here three weeks ago. I said, well, where'd you go three weeks ago? He goes, Napier. <laughs> oh, I said three weeks ago, three months ago. But the problem was you ordered the Uber before I'd even cleared customers because I got held up once again coming back in. They thought I was trying to import radio gear to sell, but I was obviously just bringing it back here to SNZ. But it capped off a pretty wild weekend. Uh, can be obviously not a lot of sleep, a lot of travel, um, but, uh, you know, we had an absolute ball. Saturday was, was amazing. Uh, it was a good trip. Um, and, you know, I travel with you. I'll travel with you again. 
I don't know. Well, I don't know if you believe that. Um, but also, <laughs> also a great uh, privilege to obviously bring you the commentary live from Suncorp uh, to all our SCNZ listeners, um, which was a fantastic experience. And just before we take a break, Kempi, let's uh, we'll have a quick chat about um, what happened on Saturday night because it was disappointing, you know, for Warriors fans. Yes, uh, it was a fantastic season, regardless, and it was always going to be an uphill battle. But you know, with with that fifteen minute period before halftime where they scored three unanswered tries, every time they got the ball, they looked dangerous. Yep we were in it for maybe 10 or 15 minutes to start that second half but but Brisbane did sort of run away with it and it felt like despite all these refereeing decisions that we that we thought maybe went against us it sort of felt like that was the right result if you know oh, what I course, mean of course it was you know like they were they were a step above and as we said the week before we went there is we had to take another step above the, the yeah. Newcastle game mm-hmm. um, and we didn't we didn't get there f- uh, from a player perspective on that same level that we were the week before so you know Brisbane came out I was, I was, I was telling the boys out here just before I said when Penrith played they took it back into second gear and cruised through that second half Brisbane through the through the second quarter of that first half moved into into sixth gear and took off mm. And I mean, like, when we're watching it live, me and Sammy, and we're sitting there, and everyone at home would have been watching it too, we were ragged. We were holding on for dear life. Um, and if you look at it and go back, and I watched it twice on the Sunday morning just to just to have another look at the game, uh, we're very lucky that the score wasn't blown out Correct, yeah. um, by a lot more. So I know the forward pass is a, is a talking point. I've got to say, fantastic. Um, footage of you, Sammy. In the <laughs> I box. keep forgetting we're on camera. I just, you know, it gets to me. But uh, but it was it, it was the right result given the given the fact that you know for me when I sat down after the game I just went well everyone wanted Brisbane and Penrith and not only that but when you looked at Penrith and the way they dismantled Melbourne on the Friday night and mm. then the way that Brisbane did that, us to the Warriors. Where actually there is an actual gap between Penrith and Brisbane there, at the moment. Yeah, there is, and and two, you know, we've got we have the two best teams in the NRL playing in the grand final, which is what it's going to be. And that is the consolation for Warriors fans. One one quick point I want to bring up before we take the break, Kimby. Obviously, a lot of people made um, a big noise about the offloads, particularly in that first half from Brisbane, which really did kill us. You know, it hit us on the back foot. It had us retreating at a rate of knots. It opened up space, and and I know you talked um, with with some people on Sunday about how the defensive structures can break apart when there's an offload because all of a sudden you're, you're sort of caught, um, you know, not playing, you're playing ad-lib football. The Warriors have sat basically last in the NRL over the last two years for offloads. Is that a part of their game that they maybe need to improve or work on, or are you happy that they're more a team that, you know, isn't playing that sort of flashy style? Well, well it got them right to the end of the season, 82% in fourth position. So what they did worked. But um, when they came up against the Brisbane side, what they did would have worked if their defensive structure remained really solid. So it wasn't that the offload, offloads are fine, and teams will offload on you, but you can't backtrack that word that you said, they started to backtrack. When you're going back while the offloads come and your defensive line gets thrown into all sorts of difficult um, defensive decisions, and that's what was happening, whereas they should have stayed right up and anticipated the offload and closed it down before they backtracked. They would have um, still lost the ruck, but they would have stuck together. Mm. And of course, when they got on a roll and it started to happen in that second quarter, um, that second quarter of the first half, it became just so easy because they started to backtrack quicker, which made it worse worse, uh, defensively for them. So 
you know, that's what I mean. Like, it could have been a hell of a lot worse. Um, it wasn't the best defensive effort from our players on the offloads. And a lot of people, what they would have seen were offloads going back and breaks being made. But it was actually a defensive structure that was was broken apart. Mm. And and you've got to take your hat off to, to Brisbane. They got the confidence out of it. The reason why the offloads were sticking is because we weren't staying up. No. And half the time you teach that where players have to come up around the ball. So when Carrigan or Haas go to look to pass or whoever, that there's a warrior in between the players and they pull it back in and get down and you can wrestle them on the ground. But unfortunately it didn't go that way. I'm pretty sure they'll put that in the memory banks for next year. Um, and on your on your offloads, well, it is a part of the game that we naturally got as far as New Zealanders go and and the and it's part of the identity of the Warriors. So maybe next year that that, that is part of the, the, the shrug, the pullback, the, the offload yeah. and the second phase play because it certainly killed us on Saturday night. 100%. All right, we'll take a break here um, on Running It Straight. When we come back, uh, we're going to hand out our end of season awards. This might run uh, a little bit over news as well. You can texture your thoughts. I'll give them out to you now so that you can have a little think about them. Uh, we will do uh, the best moment of the season, uh, the best game, the best forward, the best back, uh, the MVP of course our most improved the biggest surprise and the player with the most exciting or uh, with the most exciting potential moving forward so someone that uh, that got better and maybe or maybe got a debut and we thought hey this is a player that's really going to going to stand out in years to come so ever think about those awards you can text them on double eight double three you can uh, comment on the youtube as well we'll take a short break come with that after this Welcome back into Running It Straight. Uh, doing our end of year Warriors review. Uh, we will still have a Running It Straight next Wednesday, by the way, to wrap the grand final and the NRL season. But uh, we'll do our Warriors end of season review and give out a, a few awards as well. So you can chime in on double eight double three, or you can jump on the YouTube uh, stream and throw a comment in there. Go through a couple of these now before we hit the news, Kempi. First one is uh, the best moment, your favourite moment of the uh, 2023 season for the Warriors. Uh, I'm going to have to say the Cronulla game. Yeah, the yeah, comeback. The comeback, like what that was on the that was on the cusp of here we go again season. Mm-hmm. You know when they when they went out to such a big lead in the first yeah, half. Yeah, and how the hell are they going to get back in this? And then to win it the way that they did was like, oh man, that was pretty special. Yeah. And then after that, it was like just kept getting better and better as the season went on. So well, I, I think have to say I, that was a turning point. I think I think that's I think you're spot on in the fact that we as fans, you watch the first half and thought, oh, here we go again, Warriors. You know, this isn't yeah. going to get any better. Um, but yeah, then we saw a completely new Warriors side, and they never looked back. So uh, I'd agree with you on that one. So the Sharks game gets your best moment, but I've actually got best game. Maybe we'll change that to best performance. So you, you, what do you reckon was the the best eighty minutes for the Warriors in 2023? Oh, Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle to get to the preliminary final. You know, Newcastle coming off 10 wins, um, knowing that you had to stop Ponga, just the way that I, I just, I think best performance over 80 minutes for New Zealand. So the crowd came together, the, yep. the weather played its part, the players played its part, the, the, the Netflix movie of SJ getting off and walking around and, and everything that came in with it, um, that has to be by far the best performance. Yeah, no, I'm sticking with you on that one. The best moment for me, uh, even though I, th- I agree with you on the Sharks game, one that I really liked was actually the, the SJ field goal um, against the Raiders second time around because I, even though we let them come back into the game and you know we should never have let them score those three tries in the final 10 minutes, once again, I think the Warriors team in times gone by might have let that slip in, in golden point. And I remember the story Andrew Webster told of coming down to the field um, to talk with the players and basically Sean and Torhu saying, mate, 
we don't need you. We got this. Don't yeah. worry. We've got this. And once again, I think that's a big shift mentality-wise and attitude-wise. And then obviously Sean to step up and hit the game-winning field goal. Just, I thought that was a great moment. So, um, yeah, I, I'll put that one as my best moment. But I think you're right. Best performance definitely goes Newcastle uh, in that uh, in that elimination final. Okay, we've got to get some news and weather out of the way. But when we come back, uh, we'll have a look at uh, the best forward, the best back. We've got our MVP, our most improved, our biggest surprise, and our most exciting uh, potential um, moving forward. So uh, we'll take a break for New Sport and Weather, come back with more awards after that. Welcome back into Running It Straight. We are going through our Warriors End of Season Awards. Uh, we will talk the Daly M's and we will talk about the Grand Final as well between uh, now and 3 o'clock. You can keep texts coming in on double eight double three. Lots coming in on YouTube as well, which I will address. But uh, let's get back to our awards. Firstly, uh, Kempe, the, the best forward of 2023 for the Warriors. Well, I'm going to split, I'm going to split this because... I'm going to give one, another one, another award to the same guy. So I'm going to split this and say that Adam, you can't give him, you can't double up. Adam Fenora Blake um, was the best forward. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say one of the best forwards, um, but you know you've got to put him in close to you know the three best front rows in the competition alongside Fisher Harris and Payne Haas, um, which is going to play out tonight. Does he get the uh, Dally M for front row because I picked two tonight? So I, I'm, I'm going to give the best forward to. To Adam Fenor Blake. Okay. Uh, the best back of 2023. Uh, best back, well, okay, again, I'm going to have to split this. Yeah. But I'm going to give it a chance to call clock start. It's a good call. Yeah. And just the, the effort and the comeback and I think just the stability. Yeah. You need, you need a stable one. And I think he did that job, like, especially in that game against Kalen Ponga. Um, that really summed up his year for me. Uh, who is your most improved of 2023? My most improved is Sean Johnson. Yeah, 100%. And, and I was calling, like Paul Gallon, for him to probably sit down and retire at the at the end of last year. And for him to come back and basically get himself organised and at 33 manage the game that he did this year, which is what Cameron Smith's talking about, and reinvent himself, oh, I'm, I'm wishing that he was 23. Because that's the Sean Johnson that... We've been chasing for decades. It's quite funny when you think about most improved. A lot of people will go to like rookies, you know, and, and guys that, I mean, Rocco Berry's one that comes up. Um, but I think you're right. I think if you look at where Sean was last year or even over the last couple of seasons to this year, he has to be up there for the most improved because you go from a guy who is borderline retiring to, to a Dell M favourite. It's, um, it's, it's an unbelievable it story. Is, it is. It's probably not. I know it is appreciated by a lot of people, but sometimes undervalued a little bit about how remarkable the turnaround's been. You yeah. Know? So the most, uh, so the most improved person is really the one with potential when you look at it. Um, but also, like you've got it. This, this is like the the argument around coach of the year. Yeah, correct. Is if, it? Is you it actually just, got to look at it and yeah. what the actual content of that statement means. Now, the most like you you can say Rocco Berry, you can say. Um, Jackson Ford, you know, Dylan, Dylan Watini Zalesnia. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what, if you were to put it down as Sean Johnson inside that mix, he wins it hands down. Yeah. He's Dally M, like, favourite. What about your biggest surprise in 2023? Biggest surprise for me would have to go to the hooker, <laughs> and I know you love this one, and Wade Egan. Okay. Yep. 
and again, like Wade Egan, I think for the whole year, um, and the way that people, and I, you know, the accolades that you want always from the players. But when 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 uh, Macca spoke to us on Saturday night um, about Wade Egan, and I was just, you know, that's a pair talking to a pair. I just went, actually, you've got some really good footballers talking about Wade Egan playing, and the way that he's actually stepped up this year. He, like, I didn't think he had the best game on Saturday night. I think he was exposed defensively. Mm-hmm. But for the year, he was probably, I'd say, right up there um, I, for that award. I'm going to say Jackson Ford, that one for me, biggest surprise. I think when you think about the guys that came in, um, Marata was uh, was, a, was good for the Eels. Um, just obviously they didn't want to keep him. Chancical Klukstar um, coming in from the Raiders, couldn't play first grade, but we knew he had quality in him. Um, Dylan Walker as well. We know he's been to a grand final with Manly, but Jackson Ford was a nobody, Kempi. You know, this guy had barely played first grade and he didn't have a lot of reps on him and he turned out to be, you know, one of the best of the, of the year. You so, know, the, the good thing about the awards is really hard to pick them because they mm. all played so well. Correct, yeah, 100%. I agree with you. Um, last one before we get to the MVP, the most exciting um, potential, and I guess that probably does go to a youngster yeah. um, and maybe even a rookie, but who is who did you see in 2023? Ali Lautau, for, for sure. Yep. You know what I mean? I thought he would have played a bit more first grade, but the way that he came in and just handled yeah, seamlessly, a, you know, someone said to me, how hard is it defending the centres? One of the hardest spots on the football field. It is, yeah. You know, he came in up against um, a 300 gamer mm-hmm. and actually played better than him. Yeah. And I was like, boy, massive, this is a kid. Massive occasion in Canberra. You know, it's uh, yep. everything was against him. And the man took it with a plum. I sort of would have liked to see him get some more games towards the back end, but I know Webster wanted to stick with the continuity. Okay, Kempe, uh, your MVP of 2023, your, your best player. My MVP goes to the captain. I just think that the way that Toru Harris is come out of the off-season and led the side under due rest because he played a massive part of the, the season injured um, and just gave a captain's knock. And and I've said this all along. I know they're talking about Carrigan. I think Paddy Carrigan is going to be arguably in some stage a golden boot winner. Um, I think that Isaiah Yell is a very, very good player and they've, they've got to shut him down the Sunday uh, it's going to be a great battle between those two. But I think Toru Harris is a number 13, has outplayed both of them for consistency over the year. Mm. And I think for the Warriors, he's been their best player. All right, so Toru Harris is, a, is our player of the year for 2023. Uh, Brad's text in saying moment of the year for him was the chant after the Knights game. Our favourite game was beating the Raiders in Canberra. His fort of the year is between Fenua Blake, Wade Egan. His back's Nickel Klukstar, MVP Johnson, most improved uh, forward then the rookie was Tane Opiki and Luke Metcalf. And the lookout for in 2024 is Rocco Berry. Uh, Dave says, uh, Afternoon men, stories from Brizzy were bloody hilarious. Best moment of the season was the crowd chanting Warriors at the end of the Newcastle win. Very moving. That was an awesome uh, awesome moment. Sad the Wars aren't in the final. However, the best two teams are there. Great show all year. I've learnt lots, made some coin, and thoroughly enjoyed your expertise. The daily M for best league show goes to running it straight. Kempi and Sammy, that's from Dave on Waiheke Island. Cheers, Dave. Very, very kind from you, Dave. And uh, look, if we, uh, if we are educating you like you said, then I think we're doing our job. Um, DC says, boys, 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 Webby has had a great year, but no cigar. Most improved. How the hell could Sean Johnson get the Dally M? He was the worst. He has the worst kicking game in the NRL. <laughs> Adam Reynolds gave him an absolute lesson on Saturday. Bowden Barrett might be a better kicking option for the Warriors. I think that comes from a Broncos fan, Kempe. Yeah, look, I, I don't know what he's watching. Um, I've got to say, Sean Johnson's kicking game. I know. Look, we needed every player against Brisbane to play better than they played against Newcastle. That didn't happen. All right, um, and and that happens, but. 
Sean Johnson's kicking game actually on a number of occasions this year got them back into the game mm-hmm. and got them the win. Yep. All right. So his kicking game was right up there in the top three. Um, I, I just can't give that MVP to Sean because it's easy to give it to Sean Johnson. That, but if you didn't have the leadership and the and the middle play like Tor, like player like Tor Harris playing, he wouldn't be in this conversation. Mm. Um, and on Webby being the most improved coach, 100%. And that's the award he should get. Yep, I agree. Uh, before we take a break, Kim, we're going to come back and talk Dallie M's and then the grand final. Uh, just quickly, a lot of people talking on the YouTube about um, how we shore up the team for 2024. If there are any areas that Andrew Webster really does need to work on and maybe it means bringing in uh, an extra player or two, what's the area of the park that you think maybe we are just a man light or we're a bit of, a bit of talent light? Uh, look, I don't, think it, I don't think it's a man. I just think it's an area that we've got to be really conscious of, it, which is the ageing roster. Um, you know, Sean is coming to the to the end of his career. Tohu's the same. Uh, we're getting Roger Tuivasa. She could be 31 um, come uh, 2024. So we're getting an ageing roster, which means that you've got to look out for injuries. Um, preparation has to be perfect. You've got to manage that. So we're, we're one injury away from a, a bit of a turn in performance. So if we're looking for an area, it's about, well, where does the next halfback seven come from? Where does the next 13 come from? Who, where does our leadership go to if that starts to happen with our side? Um, because you you look at the Laetals and, and those kids that are coming through, but they're not in those key positions. Mm. You know, yep. and I think that's a real concern for me when you're looking at not not 24, but possibly 25, 26. Yeah, it's a great point. I think uh, Warriors fans are in for maybe a lean run after next year, Kempi. Like we've got this window now, we have got to enjoy it because following 2024, like you mentioned, we're, we're going to have to rebuild a little bit, and that might take a few years. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, uh, let's go through the Dally M Awards uh, to be held this evening. It's a late one for Kiwi uh, fans. I think it's about 10:30 New Zealand time that it's all going to get underway. So uh, we'll run through those quickly, and we'll also have a little look at the uh, the grand. Final on Sunday. Stay with us. Welcome back into Running It Straight. We're just going to quickly run our eyes over the Dally M's, which will be held tonight in Sydney, uh, and then we'll uh, talk the NRL Grand Final before three as well. So let's go straight to the fullbacks. Uh, Kempi, we've got James Tedesco, Dylan Edwards, Caelan Ponga. Reese Walsh. Suspended. Yeah, I can't believe that he's not in there, but I'm mm. going to go Caelan Ponga. That's fair given what he did for the Knights at the back end. Uh, the wingers, and we picked two of these. There's DWZ, Asako, To'o Young, Cobo and Mulatalo. That's a great, great list of uh, of, of wingers. Yeah, To'o, DWZ. No Jermaine Asako, despite being the points in try-scoring leader. Yep, that's exactly right. Centre of the year, you get two of these as well. Uh, Crichton, Best, Staggs, uh, Graham, Farmworth and Targo. Oh, I'm going to go I'm going to go Crichton and, and Best. Interesting. It also, to me, reinforces the idea that uh, to win a competition, you have to have two of the best centres. You've got um, both the, the Panthers and the Broncos, two centres pairing in, in the centre of the year. 5-8th, uh, Ezra Mam, Cameron Munster, Cody Walker. Ooh, that's a tough one. Well, Cody Walker would have been a shoo-in until about halfway through the season. Yeah, and Cam Munster played all that way through origin. There, I'll go Cam Munster. Yeah, he, he generally picks up that one. Halfback of the year, Cleary, DCE, Sean Johnson. Uh, Sean Johnson. Hooker of the year, Egan Coruscant Grant. Egan. I think it's Egan as, yeah, a, as a Warriors fan. I know that um, Coruscant's a favourite, but how? Mm. Well, he missed a bunch of games as well, up here Coruscant, so you'd think Wade Egan. I guess the only problem is he probably lost points to Adam and Sean. Uh, Proper the year, there's two two winners here. Uh, Lindsay Collins, who apparently by uh, by a lot of people has been touted as being a potential winner of this award. Lindsay Collins, Payne Haas, Fisher Harris, Asafa Solomona, Trebojevic and Fanua ba- uh, Blake. Fanua Blake and Payne Haas. It should be. 
it absolutely should be. Second rower, uh, Liam Martin, uh, Britta Nikita, Tyson Frizzell, uh, Homole Olokoatu, David Fafita, and Hudson Young. Oh, That's quite a hard one, actually. I'm going to go Liam Martin. Yes, and who? Fafita? <sighs> Got to give it to Fafita, surely. Well, he's had a big year. Yeah, we'll yeah. give it to Fafita. Uh, lock of the year, Harris, Yope, Kerrigan. Harris. And coach of the year? Ivan Cleary. <laughs> Why? Because he's on a three-peat, been uh, in the grand uh, final uh, 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 four years in a row. But this is the thing. It's coach of the year, not coach of what well, you've done the last okay, four years. Okay, then. So coach of the year. Won the minor premiership. Yeah, so I said to staff today. And probably going to win the grand just, final. But should I, I said this to staff today. Should they just give coach of the year to the, to the person who wins the minor premiership? Because theoretically, you're the best coach. You've yeah, coached the team to the That's minor premiership. exactly right. Because you can you can play pedantics with it. But I think it's more than that. He is the best coach in the I competition. Think I do think he is. Our captain of the year, Adam Reynolds, Torhu Harris, Isaiah Yo. Torhu Harris, hands down. Yeah, Adam, I think Adam Reynolds will challenge for that. No, no Kempe, I don't. I don't I, look, if they don't give it to Torhu Harris, they got rocks in the head for what he's done from from taking the Warriors from where they were after the last two years to where they got to this year. It's a massive uh, leadership um, effort. That Fi- one. Final one, Rookie of the Year, Dream Buller. Um, Buller. Don't Wh- even don't even talk about anyone William else. William Warbrick, and Taruva. Yep, Taruva. Well, I'll tell you game. now, Buller is going to be a star of the future. Oh, he will. He will absolutely. Okay, those are the Daily M's. They're on tonight. I think ten thirty is when the award ceremony kicks off on Sky, so you can watch that there. We're going to take another short break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit of the grand final heading up towards three o'clock. All right, let's talk some grand final football. Sunday evening over in Sydney, it is the Brisbane Broncos and the Penrith Panthers, the two best teams in the regular season. Kempe, the big question, of course, for Penrith is how do you stop Reese Walsh? Oh, you've got to win it in the middle of the rut. That's the battle. The battle against Payne Haas, Carrigan, um, up against Fisher-Harris, uh, Fisher Liotta, and, of course, you've got Isaiah Yell running out in there. They need to do a number of, of, on Yell, um, does Brisbane, to make sure that he can get over that advantage line, but on Penrith's side, they've got to stop the likes of Kerrigan, um, pass Fledger, just rolling through the middle of the ruck and getting on that front foot because they're a totally different player when he's going forward. You know what I mean? And they've got to stay up on the offload because they're going to try and offload. They're going to try and risk um, the play to get out the back and 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 get it to Reese Walsh. And the other thing too is on that, I noticed that on the right defensive edge that Reese Walsh, is, that's his best side to go to. And he goes across yep. players really quickly. Yep. The wingers and the centers can't panic. Mm-hmm. They've got to work really hard from the inside out, and they've got to get across to him. So you look at your closing, your defensive line from left to right. And what do you think the, the, the Panthers will do that the Warriors didn't do to make things a little bit harder for, They'll for strangle them. the Broncos? They'll strangle them. Yeah, so the error count was pretty high in that game. If you're looking at the stats through out the Brisbane game, and uh, we mirrored them, we kept handing the ball back. You remember that, that scrum period through the middle middle of the game? It just kept getting knocked on by both teams. Yeah, Penrith ain't doing that. No. Okay. So you 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 throw those you throw those offloads at the back. Penrith are in the middle, they get knocked down. Yep, that's one thing. You you create those errors, those little forward passes, those drop balls and stuff like that. Penrith ain't giving it back. Um, the the thing as well can be is a battle of two styles on Sunday. Obviously, Penrith being very very defensively. Mild. Minded, um, and the Broncos just being all out attack. Who wins that? Do you think? Well, what I saw on Saturday night up in Brisbane, I think they're a chance. I think they have to chance their arm. I think they're the best chance of anyone. Hundred percent. And what I really liked about it was Adam Reynolds' game management. So Adam Reynolds, um, he managed the tempo of the game really well. So. When he saw the opportunity and knew that the ruck was beat, he lifted the tempo of the game and he got them on the front foot. And they, that's why I said they changed the gear to, and went up another gear to sixth gear. And he kept them there for quite a while. And they got those points, but they should have got a hell of a lot more. 
Yeah. Um, and I think that if they can do that, I think Adam Reynolds could actually strangle them. So write me the little script, Kempi, for the grand final. Uh, how does it play out? Who wins? Your, your Clive Churchill, all of that. Okay. Well, I'm going to give it to Brisbane. I, I think Brisbane get it. I know everyone's picking Paramount, um, Penrith, but I think Brisbane get it. I think they get it on the back of Reese Walsh's um, game. I think Reese Walsh gets a, the Clive Churchill. I think if they're going to score some points, they're going to go through the middle of the ruck. I think Payne Haas and Paddy Carrigan, I think they're big game players. You Did know, Fledger, I think Fledger's a big game player. Uh, uh, the biggest surprise for me was Jordan Riki up there on that left um, left edge, right edge, right sorry, edge. Right yep. edge. Um, mate, I'm glad he's a Kiwi. What's your uh, scoreline then? I think it's 16-8 to Brisbane. 16-8. And uh, any time try scorer for the for the punters? Any tr- any time try scorer, I'm going to go, here's the bet for you. Brian Toto first try scorer, and I'm going to go Nathan Cleary any try scorer because the TAB's already put it up. It's 34 bucks. Wow, that's not bad at all. There's lots of good power plays as well for the grand Two final. Two tries, so, uh, that's their eight points. So have a look at that. But that's us for another week. We'll have our final running it straight next Wednesday where we wrap the grand final and the 2023 season. We'll try and get a couple of guests on as well for you. Uh, but for the Warriors, that is it for 2023. And we will be back with them in 2024. Up the wires.